You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Nice to have you back today, Marty. How are you? Who, me? Uh, I'm fine, thank you yes, you, unless there's another Marty in here. I'm not, I'm not sure that there is. Well, no, it's one of those little things that happens every now and again. You spoke, I could see your lips moving, but there was complete silence. So I just naturally oh. assumed you were talking to me because I am that narcissistic. I see. Uh, but you also like to listen to yourself. So that, that narcissism plays along with that too, doesn't it? I know. I'm terrible. I should be impeached. For a second time, yes. <laughs> For a second time. Bruce, how you doing? Healthy and alive, yeah. That's good. Nice to see you back, uh, so to speak. It's a nice paint job on the wall back there. Who did that? <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, let's start today with some important news. The heir to the Rothschild banking fortune uh, has passed away. Uh, Benjamin de Rothschild is dead at 57. Apparently, he died of a heart attack. I, I don't quite buy COVID, that. Yeah. Maybe he was... Yeah, COVID. Yeah, I suppose it could have been. But um, yeah, he's he's passed away. Man, this is, you know, and I'm not one to criticize somebody for their looks, but this is one ugly looking guy. I, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> there is nothing about this. I mean, I have to like scroll down to get him off of my screen because of just, I, I just can't look at it. I, I just can't look at it. If that's what being so fabulously wealthy does to you, um, I'm I'm happy to be as poor as I am. Thank you very much. But he does look like he fell out the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. That is absolutely unbelievable. He looks like the kind of child that you'd have to pour gravy on to get the dog to play with him. Anyway, yeah, he's uh, he's passed he's passed away. So that, look, we know that this family goes back a long way, and we know that they're at the heart of a lot of the uh, the European corruption, shall we say? So it, it's it shocks me a little bit to see that he passes right now. But this also raises a question: Why is he passed out? Did he really go of a heart attack? I'm guessing. This is just a pure guess. And it's not fair to make fun of his being rather unfortunate looking. He had no choice in the family into which he was born. However, he would have had choices about what that family has done over the last century or so and the half century that he was about for. So I don't know, maybe he, he, he's been struggling with all kinds of demons, but it could just be pure coincidence that at this very interesting time, that a 57-year-old man who is rich enough to have the best nutritionists and chefs and personal trainers should die of a heart attack. Well, now, hold on a minute. He's, he's not the richest. According to Forbes magazine, he only had a net worth of $1.5 That was all. Yeah, but that's because they stuff it all away into their foundations and pretend they haven't got it for tax You're purposes, right, isn't right. it? Now, see, the, mm. I think that the next highest person that's as prominent as he is would probably be uh, George Soros. He's only got a net worth of, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 3 to $5 billion, something like that. And Gates, I think, has even less than that. I think Gates is only around like $1.8 billion, I think. There's been months when I've felt rich if I've got three pound left in my current account by the time payday comes around. So 
one and a half billion, four billion, couple of million, doesn't really matter. Still rich enough to um, to be a bit healthier and not die at the age of 57. Yeah, but can you imagine the stress? I mean, the, the the man had to have been under an enormous amount of stress to look like that. He didn't look 57. He looked like he was about 94. Uh, well, I'm I'm just looking at my image of the video now, and I don't look that great either. So, you know, I'll cut the guy some slack. He didn't choose which family he was born into, but he could have made other choices later on. And I don't think he has made those choices. By the way, um, Bill Gates is supposed to have 120 billion net worth. Oh, is that his net worth? Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe I missed a number in there. My mistake. Well, that's the that's the estimate. You'd think he'd let me off my seven pounds a month Xbox Live membership, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah. You know, considering how nice I am about him every time we speak about him. That's well, a it's a <laughs> philanthropic gentleman that just wants mm-hmm. yeah, he just wants to help you and your family. That's all. But never mind. Marty, I picked this one out especially for you. I know how much of a fan you are of the French, and I mean no disrespect, and I'm sure Marty means no disrespect to our French listeners. I know we have French listeners. You, but you you're wrong, but carry on. Oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, I picked this one out. Uh, because this is this is really interesting. French workers angrily reject social distancing dog collars. Apparently, someone tried a company tried to put dog collars on French workers to stop them from getting near one another. And so every time you go near them, then the, the collar kind of vibrates. And it was kind of like back in the day, back in the old days when we had restaurants, when you go to those places that are really busy and sometimes they give you the little buzzer to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been that, but it would have been in a, a form of a but dog collar is, is what they, they wanted to they do with do the French. That, they do that that now in takeaways, like the fish and chip shop over the road. You're only allowed in one at a time. You order your fish and chips, and then they give you one of those buzzers and out you go. And uh, you stand there waiting excitedly for your buzzer to go off so you can go and get your, your dinner. But, you know, well done the French for resisting such uh, an inhumane, degrading thing that their bosses wanted to put on them i suppose it was it was sold to them as the idea is oh we'll keep you safe if you accidentally drift too close to someone you will feel this little buzz and it will tell you to move away allez vite. yeah it uh it, it's an alarm that uh, emits a noise and lights up if workers get too or get closer than two meters together but have been slammed by workers unions for infantilizing employees and and so it should be it's it's a absolutely degrading thing to do to people. And for all my joking, it's only, I'm only partially joking, about the French, I think, you know, bravo, bravo. The, la resistance, keep it up. Well, you know, I, I have to have to hand it to them too. But some other things have popped up as well. You can order uh, social distancing sweaters that are now available. And apparently it's a, it's a sweater and has sensors all over it. And everybody has to wear these these sweaters. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like it being a member of a cult. You know, you all have to wear the same clothes and the same, you know, everything else. It's like, well, wearing a mask, really. It's, well, it's, 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 it's just like in the World Economic Forum city of the future. You'll all be wearing the same black pajamas because no, I, you'll I, own nothing and be happy. Yeah, I, I find so, it interesting. They, they put together a podcast, the World Economic Forum did, that says that greed is dead. That's the name of their podcast. So I'm just trying to figure this one out. Greed is dead. Okay, so you're forcing everyone to own nothing, but yet you own everything. So how in the hell is greed dead? It's dead for us. We can't be greedy anymore. We're not allowed. So uh, I suppose that, you know, greed being one of the seven deadly sins, they can't wipe it out altogether. 
because it, it would become endangered. So they're, they're probably allowed to keep a little amount of greed alive um, for themselves. You know, I had a thought today. And by the way, Bill Gates is also becoming one of the largest owners of farmland in the U.S. while yeah, bankrupting yeah. all the farms. Yeah, it's, it's quite I interesting. I saw that. I, uh-huh. saw, I, I saw that he's buying up swathes of land. Why? And why is he being allowed to? You know, He's got to deal with um, Monsanto. They can do GMO crops. Oh, I see. So he's going to get in you the- sick from the food. And then yeah. just as you get sick from the food, then then he's got the vaccine ready for you to fix you. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of similar. Land in the Philippines, for instance, they've legislated so that big pieces of land cannot be bought by non-Filipinos. What was happening is Arabs from the UAE and Saudi were buying up big chunks of the Philippines and they stopped them because they realized that that they were becoming vagrants in their own country because they had no there was no land to go and buy no farmland no coconut plantations no fishing grounds uh, that the people could go and buy so they stopped it now i know bill gates is a us citizen but surely the government should be doing something about him buying up so much land it's getting towards a monopoly. Uh, Yes and no. We've seen how much the US government gives a damn about monopolies. I mean, those of us that have been sitting here screaming about the big tech companies and the oligarchs and the uh, the corporations like Bezos and the rest of them for the last, oh, I don't know, three and a half, four years, however long it is. And I've been yelling about it longer than that. And people have laughed at us. They've been laughing at us. They're saying, oh, they're saying, oh, well, what are you, some kind of a dictator? What are you, some kind of a uh, a fascist, a communist? You know, what what are you going in there and, and having those companies seized or having that stop? Well, then create a product or a service that's going to compete with it. And I understand the sentiment. I understand the sentiment. But my my argument to that always was, what are you going to do when those are the only companies left? No one has even considered that. No one's even considered that. And on top of that, I say, well, okay, after they're the only ones left, then what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to create a product or service to compete with it? Hell, you can hardly do that now. If you're an up and coming and you try to go against these companies, for example, Parler, right? We're going to talk about Parler today. Parler, if you try to go against Twitter or Facebook, what did they do? Amazon stepped in and said, now we're going to shut that whole network down. Marty, you and I got banned. And I mean, like, like deleted arbitrarily in that. So it's not like I'm talking out of turn here. Uh, No, you're not talking out of turn uh, at all. That's exactly what they've done. They will use the excuse that Donald Trump was about to come onto Parler and carry on from where he left off on Twitter. But even if he was going to, how dare they? Sorry. Thank you, Greta, for that. How dare they? It's coming, isn't it? I think... (laughs) How dare they cancel uh, a whole app that people were using? Twitter is just a safe space for libtards. You cannot go onto Twitter and speak your mind because they will censor you. And if they don't censor you, then you will be rounded on by a group of unwashed libtards who will use their aggressive odors or aggressive scents and poorly typed tweets to give you a really hard time. It's just a safe space for libtards. So people don't want to use it or shouldn't want to use it unless you're a libtard. And Parler was starting to become a place where you could have a good discussion, you could share views. Yes, it had a bias, or it seemed to, but no one who was there within Parler was was afraid of 
liberalism and the left coming onto Parler to speak, and I'm pretty sure Parler wasn't banning people. They were actually encouraging it. They, they were encouraging it for people to come over. Well, they're bound to because they're a business at the end of the day. The no, I meant the people, users. I, I meant yeah, the users. Yeah, the users as as well as the 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 developers and and the owners of Parler would have been encouraging anyone to come on as long as they kept to the terms of service and you know no hate speech as such, but a chance for a good open conversation. Weren't they offering a uh, financial incentive there for a while, where the CEO was uh, to have liberals join? It was, was the year ago. Yeah, it was the high profile one. So people that had a big yeah. following. So if you were say yeah. like, which I, honestly I don't know very many of them that actually do anymore. I mean, I'm talking about like the media people. Uh, I don't I don't know very many of them that do. Now, if you have someone like, for example, uh, Bill Maher, right? Bill Maher has a big following, and he's a uh, he's a liberal guy uh, with a show on uh, on HBO. Now, if he took a deal and and came over and brought all the all of his followers over. I mean, I could see that there would be a, a, you know, somewhat of a real discourse there. I don't agree with Bill Maher in like 99% of the stuff that he says, but on all this stuff that's going on as far as like censorship and everything else, he's been solid on where he stands on it. And so honestly, I think at some point the mob's going to come for him if they haven't already in some respect. We we do need to develop some new language, though. Calling these people liberals is wrong because they are anything but liberal. Yeah. Calling the whole party, the Democrats, is is a joke because they wouldn't know democracy if it stood up and took a whiz in their face. I don't know if I can say that, but yeah, we can. Good. So we need to we need to come up with new terms. I'll I'll have a think about it, and maybe on the next podcast I'll I'll have invented new terms. Extremist. Well, that's that's overused, isn't it? It's it's overused by both the left and the right to denote anyone who disagrees with your viewpoint not your personal viewpoint bruce but anyone in general the word extremist gets used rather too much and we try not to unless we can you know pretty much be certain that the person is extreme and again that upsets me because they were a really good band back in the 80s and 90s more than words by extreme fantastic band I'm waffling. Save me from myself, please. Well, all right. Let's jump into what happened with Parler. The Parler CEO, John Mates, has said that there's no indication that big tech shutdown threats were deadly serious until the last minute. It was just it was a rumor that Trump was going to jump to Parler and Amazon said, nope, not happening. So they shut it all down at the drop of a hat. It just happened. So Apple and Google gave them. Well, actually, Google pulled it within a couple of hours and Apple gave him 24 hours. Uh, it's still not OK, but it gave him 24 hours. And by the way, we're going to talk about Telegram today as well. There's something that's come up with Telegram and Apple. But uh, anyway, the weekend following the deadly, the deadly January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Parler was booted off Google Play in the App Store. Soon after, Amazon Web Services disconnected Parler from its servers after giving just 24 hours notice. So Parler is now suing them in a federal court, which I'm not sure how far you're going to get with that. Uh, Twitter is also one of Amazon Web Services' biggest customers. That's where a lot of their servers are as well. Yeah, tell me there's not a little bit of a conflict of interest there. Twitter can stay up using Amazon Web Services, but Parler cannot. He says, it's very, very interesting that they all, on the exact same day, they never indicated to us that there was any serious or material problem with our app. But on the same day, all on the same day, they send us these very threatening notices. So we said, okay, let's call this. Let's see what you know. Let's see what Google said. Oh, they actually never emailed us, and we have no way to contact them. 
See, that's how this goes. No one will email you. That's what happens with YouTube as well. You see the people that get banned off YouTube. You don't get a warning. It started that way, but it's just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So now it's just, well, they'll just remove you. It's happening with Facebook. Now, look what happened with Ron Paul in the Liberty Report last week. He's been putting out the same Liberty Report every week since 1976. And all of a sudden, Facebook just cancels it. And there's no indication as to why or how long it's going to be. We already know why. We just, you know, I mean, the issue with Parler, um, as far as the legal stuff they're doing there, they violated contract. Amazon did. So, I mean, they do have a little bit of precedence there. And the other thing is, is depending on their terms of service, most companies give you a three strike rule before they cut services. So, I mean, there was no kind of warning leading up to it. There was no, uh, as you were saying, they, they didn't receive any kind of notification that they were violating. So it's a violation of contracts. And honestly, if we're going to be a nation of laws, this should be addressed, right? I mean, if, if this ends up getting thrown out, then it's just uh, it's another slap in the face of conservatives saying, hey, look, even your contracts don't matter to us. Right. And Amazon said that it told Parler repeatedly that content on the site violated the two companies' agreements. Suspension was a, quote, last resort to block access to violent content. Amazon Web Services said in a response to, to the Parler lawsuit, including plans for violence to disrupt the impending presidential transition. So let me get this straight. Parler, who has had no history of promoting violent content, and if it has, it's been promptly removed. But you can still have people that are up there on Twitter denying the Holocaust existed. Well, and not even just denying the Holocaust, but actually directly calling for violence. Look at uh, the, God, what is his name? The the Ayatollah? The Ayatollah. Ayatollah Khamenei or Khamenei, whatever. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, he's calling for violence. Literally, he's calling for the destruction of an entire people. He he has stuff on, on his Twitter that's calling for the destruction of an entire nation and an entire people. Well, actually, multiple nations, because we're the great Satan and they're the little Satan Israel. So um, they want to destroy both of us. But anyway, Parler has a stance on how they moderate things. And the other argument that's happening here is they're saying you cannot self-moderate. You have to use AI algorithms to moderate things. That's basically the other argument that's here. They're, they're trying to push this in and, and uh, cause a regulation to be put in place. To where if you're a social media company, you have to have algorithms to moderate things. You can't do self-moderation like Parler. Okay, so who controls the algorithms, though? It's Amazon. It's Google. It's Microsoft. Well, Those well no, it, it, would be, it would be your company. It, it's just setting, a, it, it's setting the bar up a little higher so it costs you more money to be a competitor. So you can't be some upstart that comes in and just you know creates a platform and it's like, all right, we're going to self-moderate. It, yeah, but you where's you the have law? to make the algorithm. Yeah, but where's the law that says a company has to do that? That's the government then stepping in and saying, this is how you need to run your business. And that's not how it should be. But now what, what we have I the agree. opposite. Yeah, we have the opposite. We have the opposite. Now we have the corporations running the government. I said this over a year ago, and I'll say it again. No sane nation on earth or sane government on earth would allow a government within a government to form in the form of a business that becomes more powerful than the government itself. And that's exactly what's happened here. Yeah, it's, it's, this has been going on for a long time. I mean, you remember net neutrality. You remember how wonderful that deal was and how we oh, should terrible. not have gotten rid of it. That that was actually a really terrible deal. Do you know who wrote that? The big tech companies. Yeah, Google. Google wrote that. Uh, so or or Alphabet, one of the two, but same same thing. But they were the ones that put it in, uh, gave it to them. I mean, back in the early days, right? The motor vehicles, right? 
back in the day, car companies. The big major ones are here today because of things they did back in the early days to, to bring in regulation. They brought in regulation to make things safer and, and you know, or, or whatever their arguments were. And now we only have the big car companies now, the, the ones that have been around for a long time, like Ford, for example, because of those regulations. We had hundreds of car companies back then, little upstarts that were trying to compete. And if you would have allowed the free market to go, we could be a lot further along in cars. We may have that carburetor that has 100 miles to a gallon right now, or even hydrogen thousand. cars. Or, or There's or, a thousand yeah, miles yeah, a I gallon. Mean, so, I mean, this is only going to stifle innovation. This is, as the World Economic Forum was saying, uh, talking about uh, the end of greed. No, this is the pinnacle of greed. Speaking of censorship, Facebook, right? Not to be outdone, we're sitting here, we're, we're bashing Twitter and Google and, uh, and, and all these things. I mean, we can't leave Facebook out of the mix, right? And speaking of the World Economic Forum, as you, as you were talking about, Facebook has censored a Mexican cardinal for denouncing the New World Order. Facebook has censored a video of Cardinal Juan Sandoval of Guadalajara for suggesting that globalist leaders are exploiting the coronavirus pandemic to bring about a New World Order. Huh. Well, that's funny how he comes up with such a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's amazing. In place of the Cardinal's weekly video, Facebook exhibited a grayed out screenshot emblazoned with a banner that said false information. Underneath, Facebook added, this publication represents information about COVID-19 that independent fact checkers deemed false. I'm sure those are legitimate fact checkers from the New York Times and Newsweek and USA Today and CNN and all the rest of them. Well, and the Washington Post. World Economic Forum, didn't they say it was a conspiracy theory? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Great, Great Reset, Reset is, is a conspiracy mm -hmm. theory. Yeah, it's a conspiracy yeah. theory. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. all over their website that that's what they're doing. They even have a podcast called The Great Reset. Klaus Schwab, the head and the founder of the World Economic Forum, wrote a book called The Great Reset. But if you say there's a Great Reset, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're spreading false information. On its Facebook page, an information service run by the Archdiocese of Guadalajara posted the following screenshot. Yeah, okay, yeah, so they put him up there and, you know, shows where his video censored and all that stuff. In the nine and a half minute video on January 12th, bearing the title of Plot of a New World Order, the Cardinal begins by saying, Dear friends, this will go on for a long time. This pandemic won't end in a month or two months, perhaps not this year, perhaps not in three, four, five, or six years. See, this is supposed to take us all the way to 2030. See, Donald Trump, the populist movement and Brexit, that entire Brexit movement, that populist movement, that has really pissed these people off. So they've had to move their agenda forward. This wasn't supposed to happen for a few more years yet. This was supposed to be the medium that carried us in for like the last one to two years into 2030. That's why they're all over... 2030, and they're all over the World Economic Forum talking about post-COVID. See, now this is going to run for the... It's too late. They've triggered it too early. Now it's going to have to carry on for the next 10 years. So uh, the Cardinal continues here as he says that this will uh, this will not end. And like I said, they had to push this plan forward because of what happened with the populist movement. Now they're just... They're rushed and they're making an absolute mess of it. But the Cardinal continues here. He says, that's what these men want. It will be a long haul. That's what I said. This is going to be a long fight. Because these people, when you go after this corruption, you've got to go after all of it. I mean, all of it. Every single person, every single politician, every single political party, every single corporation that's on board with this, you have got to get all of it out. It's all got to go. All of it. You've got to decapitate this entire network at the top and work your way down. And anybody else that's found to be working with these people have got to face charges along with it. We don't survive. We don't survive. 
And I mean that literally. We don't survive with these people. You're talking about uh, these these utopian cities. The people like Schwab and company, they don't want you to be healthy. They don't want to give you a free, comfortable paradise life. That's what they're going to live. You're going to live in squalor and own nothing. I'm going to interject real quick and just bring in a metaphor for, for people, the listener. This is, if you're familiar with the Marvel Universe, this is Hydra, who we're dealing with. <laughs> if, if you don't get rid of one of, you know, you can, if you don't get rid of all of them, you cut off the head of one, metaphorically speaking, there's just going to be two more to replace it. Uh, he continues on. Uh, he says, Bill Gates is a prophet and foretells the future. And not only did he predict the coming of the coronavirus because he and Fauci funded those damn labs. By the way, uh, the person I'm just throwing this out there. Where's the media on the scientists that developed this virus who was working with the Chinese Communist Party and working with the People's Liberation Army and Gates and Fauci? Why isn't that being talked about? It is being talked about. You sent me a video earlier on of the the press announcement. I did, but this, must when I say when I say talked about, this should be across all Hopefully. Western press. It's not being touched. It, it, it should be. And that's why I did a, a bit of a search earlier on. The claim that's being associated with, is his name Lieber? Yeah. Is that he developed the virus. That was the claim that Reuters, and as soon as you type in Harvard professor arrested, it immediately flags up a load of fact-checking. The Reuters story goes on to say that he has been arrested for lying about funding that he was getting direct from the CCP and about two of his research assistants who failed to mention that they were lieutenants in the in the People's Liberation Army. It doesn't go as far as saying he was arrested for creating the virus. And the thing is, when you when you go online and you search for the news to try and verify anything, well, the first thing that pops up is the is the fact checker. And Reuters would have you believe that the whole thing is false if you look at the first bit of the fact check. When you read the rest of the story, it confirms that the man has been arrested. He's on paid suspension from Harvard and he's facing a five-year jail term for lying about funding he got from China whilst he was receiving a salary from Harvard and grants from the Department of Defense and, and the federal government. And the National Institute of Health, which Fauci is a major head of. Yeah. And you can't have someone at that level in a field working without the knowledge of other people who are at that similar level, such as Fauci. So when the announcement about the, was it, how many was it, 500,000 or 250,000 known CCP members working all over the world, their details were leaked. It was That's millions. When, it was almost 2 yeah, million. Was it? Yeah, okay, sorry. It, it, was, it was a high number. Um, that was probably when these two research assistants uh, got their covers blown, and it should have happened rapidly then, whilst there was still time for President Trump to oversee what was actually happening. I, I think it, I think they've left it too late. I can't argue with you there. Um, but the Cardinal here, let's uh, let's continue on with this. He says, 
Uh, during the pandemic, uh, Cardinal Sandoval has also criticized the shuttering of businesses and services as disproportionate measures to curb the spread of the virus, which we went over the studies that were done on a multinational basis, including the UK, France, Germany, the US and Iran, uh, amongst other nations, uh, about the effects of lockdowns and what has actually caused a rise and you know rise of and if they've actually been effective or not. And they haven't been. Uh, he continues on to say what they want is a single world government a single army, a single currency, a single economy, and also a single religion. And that will certainly not be the Christian religion. It will be a religion of Mother Earth, which is what the World Economic Forum actually says. In the name of humanity and the universal brotherhood. Sounds like a cult to me. <laughs> to end That's this, what well, is? That's what it is. These are these are sick, disgusting degenerates at the World Economic Forum. That's what they are. Look at these people. Do they look satisfied? They look like Benjamin de Rothschild. They look like a bunch of hunchback chicken neck snaggle tooth reanimated corpses. That's what they look like. To this end, pandemics serve to weaken nations. They impoverish and indebt them, bringing down their economies. They also weaken education, closing schools and replacing them with distance learning. These pandemics also impede religious practice, as we saw all of last year. They close the churches, reduce the numbers of people who can worship. But above all, they are creating fear, a terrible fear among the people. Well, that's how they kept the media away from everybody, wasn't it? They just shoved the COVID down there and they isolated each country from media from different places in the world. I mean, how the media has changed from that moment when it went dark in America on the election night and everybody went to bed to a week ago when all of a sudden, oh, the impeachment has happened. It's all going to plan. Hang on. They're all started talking about cricket again over here on the telly and everything else. And they mentioned Trump just about the impeachment and that was it, done dead. And now it's all what it hasn't been. And all it's been COVID up to now. So they buried people. Yeah, that's what they use, fear. They use fear uh, to isolate people, break things down. I'm just curious. Ned, Ned, when did you come in here? Nice to see you, by the way. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. It's good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Go ahead, Marty. Just one point on the Cardinal. Uh, I did a, a quick search for the Cardinal, and the same thing happens. Fact check, fake news, warnings all over everything. All the different channels uh, are doing the same thing. He's entitled to speak his mind. And as much as I am anti-religion, not anti-faith, but anti-religion, you don't get to be an archbishop or a cardinal without some degree of experience of life and what's going on in the world. And, um, you know, he's put his um, job on the line to say these things so people should perhaps take it seriously. But they're not being able to. They're not being allowed to take it seriously because it's being claimed as false news by the media. Just like yeah, what Ned was saying about how things go silent all of a sudden. The violent armed insurrection on January the sixth. You sent me a video. <laughs> I'm sorry. You sent me a video. You sent me a video earlier on. And you've it was got Pearl Harbor, but, Marty. That was it. Was yeah, Pearl Harbor? It was, it was no, no, I can't. I can't, Pearl Harbor, I, can't yes. I can't say that seriously because that disrespects. No, the, I couldn't see any Japanese zeros dropping torpedoes into the harbor, but um, what I did see on the video you sent was a DC cop showing Buffalo Man with his horny helmet on and his big spear and his flag into the inner sanctum of the Senate. And it was a guided tour. It wasn't by, an insurrection. A police officer. It was a guided tour. And, you know, by you a had, police you officer. Had, yes, exactly. So you tell me what's going on here. This this is not 
right. Our media, your media, they are not giving us the news as it happens. They are giving us the news as they want to present it. And that's it. Ned's absolutely right. Once the concept of the 25th Amendment or the second impeachment came into play, there was no more news about Donald Trump. They're not talking about him. They just want him to disappear. And um, and they want everyone's no, thought they don't. process to go with them. They don't want Donald Trump to disappear. What they want, well, yes, they, they, they want that, but that's not all they want. They want the populist movement to disappear. That's what they want. But- the trouble is that, that you know evil contains the seeds of its own destruction. And what's being wrought upon humanity at the moment is pure evil, absolute pure evil. And what's the response? The response is, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to find somebody else who, who speaks about what I find, you know, feel is important. And that is a populist movement. That's the way it will move. I'm really hopeful that that's what what will happen. But a few more things need to happen and at an alarming rate to stop these people in their tracks. As we were talking there about tech, we were talking about censorship. A lobby group has sued Apple to remove Telegram from their app store for allowing hate speech. Now, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug. We are on Telegram. And I would highly recommend, as I've been screaming about for the last four or five times now that we've done podcast, you need, if you haven't done it now, by now, you need to get on Telegram. Get the app, get it downloaded, get signed up while you can, and join our channel. We're mirroring our podcast from what we're putting out on our, on our normal platforms over on our Telegram channel. You can subscribe to us over there. It's all free. doesn't cost you anything. You can listen to our podcast over there as well. You don't have to download another app to listen to us. You can play it right there within the app itself. It's got a built-in MP3 player, so you can just click on it and it'll play. Also, we're going to be doing exclusive podcasts that are only going to be released there. So if you want to hear Marty and his expanded vocabulary later on this week, then you'll have to join our Telegram channel and follow us over there. I was mighty impressed with that redneck rap you did earlier on. What was it? Chicken necks? What What was it? <laughs> Hunchback chicken necks, snaggletooth, <laughs> reanimated corpses. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. what they are. Look at him. Look at Schwab. Look at that guy. Does he look like somebody that gives a damn about his appearance? No, he doesn't. He looks like a sad, miserable sack of garbage. That's what he looks like. Well, he, he might look like that, but he wields more power than you or I ever it's will. It's influence. And he's an academic. He's a bum. That's all he is. That's all he's done. He's he's consolidated his power he, he, over the over the years. That's all he's done. He's the he's the person that's been chosen to come up with this theory about uh, creating this utopian garbage. Uh, using uh, authoritarianism, Marxism, and fascism all rolled into one. I totally agree with you. But at the moment, when they get together on the 25th, and they're doing their meeting in the Far East this time, aren't they? Yeah, and we're well. Uh, yes, I think so. But uh, regardless, it's good. the whole thing's going to be web uh, webcast. We're going to be watching it. Uh, we're going to be all over it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they chose the Far East because they were less likely to to get people rocking up and yeah, they got tired uh, of people showing up at their. Yeah, exactly. They got tired of people showing up at their uh, their redoubts in uh, in Davos. Yeah, they got tired of that. Almost ten years ago, I remember him saying, "We need to shut these economies off now." They were saying that a decade ago, but they didn't have the uh, well the unmitigated gall to pull it off. But like I said, the uh, the populist movement has really pissed them off, so they've had to move their timetable forward by quite a lot. The um, media again. A while ago, we were showing and talking about 
the um, the people walking into hospitals and finding them empty. On tonight's evening news, there was lots of stuff from hospitals showing how busy they are, they are. Then again, they always are at this time of year. Some people, and this is just what I saw with my own eyes on the TV, being presented as very ill people who were sat up in bed, pink-faced. One of them was actually working because he was a he, he's an NHS worker, and he looked absolutely fine. I think this is the counter-offensive to the empty hospital videos, and that's what we're being flooded with now. They are doubling down on the fear, reinforcing the the idea that the whole NHS is about to collapse. It really isn't, and I do have inside knowledge on that. So, yeah, media. Media sucks. Media bad, like Bruce said. What was it? What was the... <laughs> media bad. Media media's, media's bad, okay? Or is, is yeah, he does yeah. his little government's bad, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hulk stump, Hulk smash. So media okay, bad. so <laughs> this this group, this lobby group, right? They're suing Apple in an effort to get free speech messaging platform Telegram removed from their app store, claiming it allows extremists to spread hate speech. Oh, and Twitter doesn't, and Twitter doesn't. Twitter does it openly. <laughs> At least, I mean, if it's done on Telegram, I mean, it's it's everything's encrypted there. I mean, you can't you, you can't break it, and that's that's the problem. I remember telling Bruce last year when we got into it, I said, you know, governments hate this thing because they can't get into it. They can't see what's going on with it. Telegram has seen a surge in users since Twitter and Facebook permanently suspended Trump. Last week, the service gained more than 25 million new users in 72 hours, taking their total mm-hmm. users to just over 500 million. And they boast that they have around uh, around that many active at any given time uh, during a month, usually. And that was before the surge. So saying hate speech, yeah. So all we've heard from on this side from the Democratic Party are saying they should take note of everybody who voted for Trump, round them up, put them on a list. They've openly tweeted that and we can pick that up over here. Several different people. You should make a list of them. They shouldn't be working. This, that, this. this. Don't let them fly. Don't let them travel. It's actually the voice of democracy means free speech. So you vote for who you want. It's not a problem. That's the way it should work. So in that respect, Twitter didn't take any of those off. Why not? Because it's not a set- corrupt part of the problem. That's well, why exactly, not. Exactly. I mean, the proof is there. I mean... I described this, this- it a bit earlier on before before you came on. It is just a safe space for libtards. But we're going to come up with a new name for libtards because they're not liberal in, in the slightest. They're in I got fact, an idea. the opposite of liberal. I got an idea. Mm-hmm. How about we call them what they are? Let's call them fascists. Can we do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's an opinion you're entitled to. Yeah. yeah, free speech. It's an absolute gall that it's been around for a long time, but the Democrats are absolutely anything but democratic. It's really and, sad. Uh, it, it's really sad. Honestly, it is, because, I, I mean, I, I've known Democrats for a long time. I've voted for Democrats in the past. I mean, hell, I wouldn't vote for one now. Hell, I, I have I have a very difficult time trying to find myself uh, being able to vote for a Republican now on anything, on anything. So in the English language, you've got a thing called an oxymoron, which means if you say something like pretty ugly, so it's two opposites. So does the Democratic Party within itself mean something opposite? Yes, it is an oxymoron full of oxygen thieves who are morons. <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> mm. Closing the name, mate. 
closing the night. But it's it's more than just it's more than just a ban from uh, from these things you're talking about. I mean, they're saying that they want to shut down people that are part. Forget forget the Trump thing. Okay, just put that out the window. Let's look at this in a broader sense because that's what it's all about. Anybody that's a populist, anybody that's for these popular movements, Brexit, the Trump thing. It's about America first, right? If you, even if you take Trump out of it, if you say the UK first, Britain first, England first, if you say any of that, then that's a problem because the enemy here is not Trump. It's what he represents. It's populism that is the enemy to this. Right. You both you both traveled on aircraft, haven't you? Many times. When the cabin crew give the safety brief, what is the advice they give you about the oxygen mask that will fall from the ceiling in the event of um, whoever takes it uses yeah. it first before and they help anybody do- else. Exactly. 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 Usually, you Marty, I'm, always... I'm reading a magazine at that time. When yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm normally sat by the because I'm six foot three. I'm normally sat by the door, thinking if I have to open that, um, <laughs> I'm going to be the first one out. <laughs> but yeah, I will be the first one out. Um, but yeah, you, you, in any situation, whether it's as an individual or as um, uh, an organization or a country even, you make sure that you are in a good position to help others. So you have to look after yourself first. That's not a bad thing. Not if um, if these people who are clamoring, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're clamoring for you to help others, help others, give whatever you've got away, which is basically the whole idea of the Great Reset which is the West will give everything to the Far East, Africa, and South America. Um, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to make sure we're okay first, and then we are going to help others. And and we've been doing that. We still give money. We give $90 million a year to China. We give more than that per year to India. India's wow. got a space program. China has a space program. Why on earth are we and giving... Yet- why, just on a side note right there, why, why on earth are we giving foreign aid to China? It, the U.S. is doing oh, it too. Yeah, it, it's to keep them quiet for the same reason for decades that the American Midwest shipped tons and tons, thousands and thousands of tons of grain to Russia. Because if the Russian harvest failed, they would have to go onto a war footing, hit the Western seaboard within 28 days, and we had, we'd have World War Three. So that's why to placate these dangerous countries, China is a dangerous country. We're, I've got friends, well, I say friends, people I know, who say that you know, China's not a communist country. It's state-run capitalism with the, with the concept of moving towards communism. They're dangerous. They're dangerous to us all. Look at the proxy wars that have been fought in the Far East since the end of the Second World War. Korea, Vietnam. Um, You've got other conflicts going on all the time um, in that region, and um, it's China that's driving them. Yes, it would be nice if if American foreign, foreign policy could just fix itself a bit and clean its act up. But at the end of the day, if there wasn't that threat there, the foreign policy probably wouldn't have been shaped that way. But you've got to remember, China takes also takes what it wants quite blatantly. And it, it, it consumes small countries around it. And it did that while the rest of the world was looking the other way. Tibet, whatever else, disappeared. Warmth, thank you very much. I, and it, I agree that Tibet should be an independent country. You've got the same situation now with Taiwan. Taiwan, as far as the Chinese are concerned, 
is Chinese, but there's a very strong nationalistic. No, uh, just to stop you on that one, Trump declassified uh, something, uh, part of our our Pacific strategy, our South, uh, South Pacific strategy. And it specifically says this wasn't set to be declassified for another 30 years, but he just did it a couple of days ago. We are to maintain a stability of naval force in the South Pacific and in the areas of uh, the South China Sea. We are to defend Taiwan and it's to be an alliance between the Japanese and the US and the Chinese are not to expand at all. And that's that's Australia set in stone. as well as involved. <clears throat> Australia as well as, is also involved in that. This is why I think you're seeing a strong push from the Aussies back against the Chicoms because that's now out in the open. Yeah, they'll end up I, isolated. That's why, if they're not careful. Exactly. I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why you stopped me because what I was saying was, as far as China is concerned, Taiwan is Chinese. Oh yes. However, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But however, they're not going to get it. Is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not without a fight and. Where was I going with this? <laughs> I'm so bad at that, man. I'm sorry. That's... I know. I know. It's yeah, my So it's China, you, you were saying that China was expanding. Yeah, chi- China was going to expand. It but does. Then they, it they basically, chi- it yeah, makes yeah. its own decision. It isn't, a, it isn't a communist state. Like Russia has never been a communist state as such. Whenever somebody's got in charge, called it the people state, they've subjected the people to whatever and millions of their own people die. And... The ruling powers in China also do not really care for the people. No, of course they they don't. And they never never will. They're they're an elite political class. Here in the UK, at least, if you get elected as a a member of, of parliament, you can come from any social class. What you've got to do first of all, of course, is get accepted by a party. You can stand as an independent and some and there are some independent members within within parliament. But in China um, a subsistence farmer is never going to wind up uh, in, in in the Chinese Politburo, are they? Uh, uh, actually, yes. Yes, yes. It, it, it is po- I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying that it's it's been known to happen and it takes a very long time. It might take five, six, seven, and in some cases all the way up to 10 generations for that to happen. But <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. But th- yeah. th- that's just how their system is. But once they get yeah. up there, they might only be there for two generations and then they'll, the whole family and the dynasty will get knocked back down to the bottom. Yeah, but what you what you're describing there is a feudal system. Well, yeah, it's but that's, like it's like the feudal systems of, of the of the Middle Ages, right? Um, right, and and um, the the first industrial revolution turned people who were from the lower middle classes, which were the engineers, um, into the upper classes. A lot of people made a lot of money very very fast within that industrial revolution, and the upper classes suddenly had to accept some rather un, uncouth members of the unsavory unsavory <laughs> yes so no i disagree a subsistence farmer in china uh within within his own lifespan is never going to become uh, within it, okay you have to be more specific yeah within his lifespan it's probably not going to happen uh, i'm sorry johnny i i will get a whiteboard and some crayons. <laughs> and I will but that's, well, but that's, that is what their system preaches. If it, if it can get you into that idea to work for this, for your next so many generations, it's already got its control mechanisms in there. And then when you reach there, it can topple you within a short period of time. It's had 10 generations of control. I tell it's, you what, we are never going to fix the problem that is the Chinese Communist Party by discussing the downfalls and 
downsides of it all inside of podcasts. I think it's it's suffice to say CCP bad. <laughs> it, it is, and it's yeah, and it's the thing is, is like if it's going to be if it's going to be Chinese independence, which I'm all for, if they can form a democracy over there, fantastic. But it has to be done by the Chinese people, and honestly, I think I think that they are ready for that change. They've been wanting that change for a long time. As much as we sit here and we rag on the Chinese Communist Party and Westerners in general, bash the Chinese Communist Party, understand something: the Chinese people hate the Chinese Communist Party more than most Westerners do. Oh yeah, um, Tiananmen yeah. Square. Yeah, there's lots of videos on YouTube that are available of people like Avi Yemeni, and he's interviewing Chinese people inside Australia. So they're Chinese nationals. They're living in Australia for whatever reason. I imagine it's to study. And if you go up and ask a British student what they think of their government, you'll need one of those bleep buttons for a start. (laughs) And uh, in between expletives, they might give some form of an opinion. However, every single Chinese student that I've seen Avi Yemeni interview are so fearful of saying a single word against their government. Now, that to an idiot means that, oh, they love their government. Their their government must be great. But to anyone with the power of of reasonable and analytic thought are going to say they are fearful of their government and would like a different situation. Yeah, you're back to the feudal system with retribution, aren't you? Or families. Oh, yeah, entire families. I mean, there's that phrase in, um, what's the film, with um, Pulp Fiction, and he says, I'm going to get medieval on his ass. (laughs) That's exactly No, he said he was was going to hire a couple of people to go do it for him. Oh, yeah, okay. But that's exactly what the CCP would do. Yeah, they would go medieval and think nothing of jailing entire families if someone said the wrong thing. That's why these young people studying in Australia are nervous in the extreme uh, of saying a single word against their government. What a horrible place to be, hey? Psychologically, that can't be very nice. It is psychologically very nasty. Something else that's psychologically bothering me at the moment, are there any confirmed, verified news articles about the number of the People's Liberation Army in Canada? I'll have to pass on that one. We tried to look into that, and we were hearing reports of somewhere in the neighborhood of around 200,000. That's what we were hearing. Uh, and and we I've heard-, heard the same things, but with absolutely no way of firming it. Yeah, and we, we've tried to look at that. Bruce, you even tried to pull some articles on that. Is that correct? Yeah, so most of the stuff I was seeing on that, they were all saying it was false or uh, conspiracy or you know, whatever. Well, here's the I, thing. I wasn't able to find anything concrete. Here's the thing. I remember you saying that because we did talk about it. But here's the thing that bothers me about that. You hear all of these news <clears throat> news outlets that are saying that, well, that's fake and that's fake news and that's a conspiracy theory and that's been debunked and fact checkers have have, um, have cleared all that up and it's not true. But these are the same organizations largely, not all of them specifically, but these are the largely speaking in the broad sense. These are the same organizations that are telling us that people like Cardinal Sandoval from Guatemala is a crazy kook. He's a crazy conspiracy theorist and Facebook shut him down when everything he's saying is absolutely on point. It's like our friend Mike 
said we've been gaslit we don't know what to believe anymore and that's the problem it's one of the worst things you can do to a human being is to remove their ability to trust and i don't know it it would be great like i said if politicians were rigged up to a lie detector every time they stood up and spoke in the house or if news uh, outlets and the media, if the reporter was telling something that was a lie, if their nose could grow, for instance, like like Pinocchio, <laughs> wouldn't that be absolutely fantastic? Uh, yeah, there'd be a lot of them, wouldn't there? They wouldn't be able to move. There'd be a clash of noses. <laughs> you know, removing that attitude of trust, you know, if you if you were to look at, uh, if, you were to, if you were to go back and you look at guys like Schwab, do you trust him? I trust him about as far as I can throw him. Well, that's a bad assessment I, because you could probably throw him pretty far. Well, five or six feet, I imagine. Hopefully, he'd land on his head, um, <laughs> which is the biggest part of him. Part but of the thing is, is like they're destroying it. Yeah, like what they're doing though is like this is this is what the Great Reset's all about, and this is what I try to impart to people when I when I explain this stuff to them. As soon as I mention something along the lines of the Great Reset, the first thing I get back from people is, "What are you a conspiracy theorist? Do you consider yourself a conspiracy theorist?" That's what I get. That's what I get, and I say no. If there's a conspiracy the theory out truth. there, exactly. If if there's a conspiracy theory out there, then we're going to sit here, we're going to pick it apart, we're going to try and debunk it. That's what we do. That's what we do. We dig down into stuff and we find out is this right? Is this not right? And then we we pick it apart based on that. But everything that's being done as far as the great reset, it's out there for the world to see. And people they're caught flat-footed on this because no one even wants to go and look at anything like this. And this is this is what I try to impart to people is this and I'm I'm kind of stalling here. But in order for us to understand where we're going to be on the other side of this, Okay, because we will be on the other side of this at some point, because right now they're making all kinds of mistakes. But in order for us to be understanding what this is, if you want to understand what we're fighting for, then you need to understand what we're fighting against or you don't know what we're fighting for. So if people don't grasp this, if you don't grasp what we're up against, if you don't grasp what we're fighting, then what we're fighting for becomes irrelevant. Well, yeah, Johnny, the the, the word should be. If these people that want to ask the question, is it a conspiracy? The word is just go out there and have a look yourself. The information is there. Just have a look, stand your own ground and make your own opinion. And I've got a good percentage chance that you'll be back to say something. If you can get off your ass and have a look around, guys, because then you'll come back here and you can add your tuppence. And chances are it'll be in support of what you guys have got to say. If they only go and look. But like you say, they can't be bothered. Why can't they be bothered? Because that's where the control systems put them, isn't it? There's a, there's a very old um, piece of wisdom uh, along the lines of, if it quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, and swims like a duck. It's a giraffe. There you go. That just proves the level of gaslighting that has happened. <laughs> Ned now believes that ducks are giraffes. Can you imagine the size of the pancake you'd need for some crispy duck? If they were a crispy giraffe. Wow. <laughs> mm. To answer your question, do I trust Klaus Schwab? Yes, but not in the way you're thinking, or initially everybody's thinking. I trust him to, to try to enact the very things he's saying he's going to do. I trust that he's telling the truth in this and what his intentions are. So, yeah, I do trust him, uh, but I don't trust him in the sense of watching my kids, for example. I wouldn't trust Klaus Schwab with an egg. Right. That's just me. 
All right. Definitely um, trust him with your future. No, I certainly do not. Okay, we are out of time, gentlemen. Marty, do you have any final points? I know you're on a time schedule. You're going to have to go. Do you have any final points? Yes. When engaging in uh, martial arts and sparring, what you tend to do is leave your opponent an obvious target and hope that they go for it. So to reinforce what Bruce was saying, we know what their plans are. They've published them. It would be great if we could uh, metaphorically leave them the target, let them go for it, take their balance and do that throat punch thing that I described to you earlier on. So um, if we can just work out a way of, of, of making them make that step in error, and I think we have. I they think did. they've made several. They've they made did. several. The, the and, US election. And, um, they made the yeah, mistake. Yeah. By, I believe, and again, it's only my opinion, that that election was stolen, and it was stolen so yeah. that the, the Western economies can be further destroyed. Yeah, that's my final point. And by them doing that, that was the obvious target. That that was the obvious target for them to uh, to hit, and that's what they did. And honestly, I think that's going to be their undoing. They made that mistake, and they've now triggered an awakening larger than what they're going to be able to handle in the coming days. So uh, we are out of time, gentlemen. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, Ned, thanks for stopping in. Marty, pleasure as always. We'll, we'll have you back. You're going to do the exclusive with us this week, yeah? Yes. Yes, I will. What day is that going to be? What, is, fr- is Friday bad for you? Can we do Friday? Uh, no, we can do Friday. Okay, Friday. Yeah, Friday would be good. Okay. Um, I would normally plug our social medias, but <laughs> due to circumstances, it's still beyond our control. Uh, Parlor has not come back up yet, but we're hoping... I saw something today. They're hoping to have it back up sometime around February, possibly. Now they're saying here in the next couple of weeks, but uh, that remains to be seen. But anyway... Uh, For those of you who would like to follow us outside of this, I encourage you, I am highly encouraging you, get on Telegram, go get the app now while you can still get it, sign up to it, join our channel. Uh, It's a public channel. Search for us when you get over there. Just search for Dynamic Independence. We will come right up. You can join us there. We will be mirroring our podcast from our normal platforms over to Telegram. And you will also get an exclusive podcast that we're going to be doing later on this week. We're going to try and do one of those a week. Maybe more. Depends uh, on how much time we have, how much content we come up with. Uh, But we're going to have those podcasts that are only released in that Telegram channel. It doesn't cost you anything. We're not asking you to sign up for a subscription or something like that. It's all free. All you have to do is go and download the free app, sign up to our free channel, and you get it. It's that simple. Go on over to Telegram and, uh, and do that sometime in the near future before the app becomes unavailable due to pressure and lawsuits. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we do need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. We've had a lot of new subscribers recently and a lot of new listeners recently, and we thank you all very much for that, which means you, the listener, are doing a fantastic job at spreading the word. And welcome to all the new listeners, all the new subscribers. We really appreciate that. If you could recommend us as you pass us along, we would appreciate that very much. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience on whatever platform you listen to us on, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, Marty, and Ned, thank you guys for being here tonight. That will do it for this evening. Au revoir et bientôt.